Anybody else get that email today about the DraftKings Giannis boost? Well, if you took that, then it's officially hit. The Greek Freak, 21 points, 10 rebounds. Congratulations on the plus 100 power boost on Giannis. From the 913, Steve Kerr is not always that educated, just saying. Okay. I find him to be very educated. I did not know what happened to Steve Kerr's father until I watched uh, that documentary. That was pretty wild. Comes from a pretty solid background. I get it. He says some things that are political, which swing your ways of what you define as educated. And that's fine. I'm not saying he's, that you're wrong or right or in any situation. I'm just saying that when he speaks, more often than not, people listen. You don't always have to agree, but you listen. From the 913, he looked good for Tampa at times. For those of you that are referencing the Royals' new pitching acquisition that they got from the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, I think it's pretty interesting looking at the NFL from kind of the end of the season type of perspective. Because I think that there are times when I don't want to say that we take the NFL for granted or we think that things can't change um, in a certain way, shape, or form. Like, I think that, like, I played the Dan Levitard show with all their personalities and what they projected to be the Super Bowl. And again, a lot of them said San Francisco, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Kansas City. No one said Buffalo. And I think that when we look at the season at this point, it's pretty clear, right, who is going to do what, who is going to be who throughout the rest of the season. I think Philadelphia, San Francisco are setting themselves up to be a battle of the NFC championship game. I think Kansas City, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati is where we see the AFC shaping up. I think the Dolphins make a splash. I think they probably win their first game in the playoffs. Maybe it's against a team like Baltimore or Cincinnati. But that also comes down to the point of, well, who do you want to play in the playoffs? Do you want to play Cincinnati? Do you want to play Buffalo? Well, it may not matter at that point because at that point you might have a fire inside of a guy like Patrick Mahomes who might have snuck away with the MVP once again. And again, the Chiefs and a lot of guys on their team seem to always play a little bit better when the odds are stacked against them. Now, if you missed it today, you can go back and check out the podcast on The Drive, but Danny Parkins, former host of The Drive with one Carrington Harrison, joined Carrington. And he had this to say when it comes to the end of the season and a look at of who could win MVP. You know, so like, so like Mahomes now needs other guys to come back to him, right? Like, he needs to win out. He needs to have monstrous statistical games. He needs the Bills to lose so that the Chiefs can get the one seed. And he needs Hurts probably to lose at least one game 
and have a bad game or two statistics. So he needs a he needs a couple of things to happen that are out of his control, whereas Hurts very clearly has it all within his control right now. And that's the most important part about this end-of-the-stretch run for Patrick Mahomes. And that's what I think makes the end of the sports season so great is because here we are, week 15, Patrick Mahomes, without a doubt, has been the MVP of the league since week seven. So for seven weeks, almost two full months, Patrick Mahomes was the MVP. Especially at the start of the season where it was supposed to be Josh Allen winning the award. And Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert projected to kind of fight it out to see who could maybe give Josh Allen a chance or a run at his money. And now Patrick Mahomes once again, finds himself in a situation. Time out. Is Draymond getting escorted out of the gym by security? Or is a fan getting escorted out? It looks out? like they're going after a fan. Okay. Because I see Draymond Green getting, like, rowdy on TV and talking to the refs, and now they're getting this guy out of the stands. All right. And anytime the refs are talking that close with Draymond, I always kind of think Draymond's in trouble. Yeah, for sure. Bucks and Warriors, uh, 85-64. Not that anybody cares, but I do. Lots of uh, bets on this game tonight. Uh, close to many of them. But uh, anyways, so we go back to Patrick Mahomes. And I think this is great because I think one of the most popular bets that a lot of people picked right when gambling was, sports gambling was, was legalized in the state of Kansas was, I'm going to put a future on Patrick Mahomes win MVP. Why? Maybe you listen to myself. Maybe you listen to Jay Binkley. Maybe you listen to Alex Gold Thursday nights at 7 o'clock on that betting show. Which you can hear tomorrow at 7 o'clock on 610 Sports Radio. And I think one of, the, one of the biggest things that we see about Patrick Mahomes is that when adversity is against him, he tends to play better. Right? Like this season. Here we are. Josh Allen, MVP, Buffalo's the best team, maybe the best offensive roster, best overall roster we've seen in modern sports era, and football era, Super Bowl era. And yet the Chiefs have the number one offense. Patrick Mahomes leads the league in passing, leads the league in touchdowns, and tends to consistently be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best. But here's Jalen Hurts, who after the last three weeks, four weeks, or basically coming back from the bye, has elevated his game so much that he has surpassed Patrick Mahomes in the MVP. And there is no doubt in my mind that that Jalen Hurts has played MVP style of football. He's been great. Last week, they dominated a Giants team. Beat the hell out of them. Wasn't close, and the Giants are a contender. Jalen Hurts and the A.J. Brown connection has been fantastic. And I think that when you look at the rest of the season, you look at Mahomes' games, he's not going to be able to go out there and beat anybody that he's essentially not supposed to beat. Like you heard Danny Parkins say. Right? Jalen Hurts kind of controls his 
Jalen Hurts kind of controls the rest of what he has when it comes to his season. You know, he can go out and beat Dallas on Christmas Eve, and it's probably over. Whereas when you look at what Patrick Mahomes has when it comes to the rest of his season, it is not really the toughest schedule. But the one thing that Patrick Mahomes can't control is if Buffalo loses. And if Buffalo loses, and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs surpass them and take the number one seed, even if it is beating these teams that are no longer relevant in the NBA, NBA, the NFL the rest of the season, then it doesn't matter. Because Patrick Mahomes, and I can't make this up, has over 1,000 more passing yards than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts sits at 3,153. Patrick Mahomes at 4,161. That part of it is, is not even close. But the Philadelphia Eagles have the best record in football. They're the number one team in the power rankings when it comes to the NFL's power rankings, and they're winning probably the best division in football when it comes to a talent standpoint. And in the last week where we go week by week in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts played better, had a better week. And according to Adam Pullen of Caesars, uh, director of trading at Caesars Sportsbook, Mahomes put up numbers yesterday, but those three picks were definitely big. The Chiefs were hanging on for dear life against the Denver Broncos after getting out to that big lead while the Eagles totally dominated the Giants. That played a part as well in switching Mahomes and Hurts. The Eagles also widened their margin for best record in the league. If you throw those factors in, it makes sense why Jalen Hurts is now the new favorite when it comes to MVP in the season. It's very interesting because it's a week-by-week process. Jalen Hurts has a big one on Christmas Eve against Dallas, and that could be his MVP moment. If they beat Dallas and it's not close, the MVP is over. If Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs get the number one seed and finish the regular season as the best team in the AFC after losing Tyreek Hill, after having a whole league against them, Buffalo's better than you. Josh Allen's the MVP. The hell with what you think here. This is what matters here. then Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league, and there's a lot of us out here that put that futures bet on him to win. Very, very happy to have $25 turn into 230 Maybe it's just me, but that type of thing, money, can make you a really biased fan. I don't know. But again, Jalen Hurts the favorite. Patrick Mahomes right now sits back and watches and has to let him decide Jalen Hurts. If he really wants that award, I think the stale taste gets out of your mouth when watching this Kansas City Chiefs offense this week. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. All right, we're back. I am so close to this parlay, I can taste it, but I don't want to jinx it, so I'm just going to shut up. I just need Golden State to get busy on the score total. All right. Dusty Likens, After Hours, 610 Sports Radio. Ah, is K-State playing tomorrow? I don't believe so. So why would that betting show? Oh, tomorrow's Wednesday. My bad. Whoops. You got AP radio tomorrow. I keep thinking that we're one day ahead. That Vegas trip really is still, it's still got me in, in, I'm in Vegas lag. All right. Today's Tuesday, bro. Thank you. That betting show on Thursday. Tomorrow is Arrowhead Pride Radio from 6 to 7. Uh, it's also a par Wednesday uh, tomorrow. 
Grant, Pete, myself, all here with you tomorrow for that. And then you'll have two hours of after hours. Yo, Dusty, I'm about to go to Summit Lanes, Best Burger and Lee Summit. It is top notch. Best Burgers and Lee Summit. How can I do this? Okay. Keeping franchises out of it. Best Burgers to hit in Lee Summit. Number one, Johnny Ray's. Number two, Text Line's Not Lying, Summit Lanes Burger. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they just keep that griddle just just stained with a bunch of burger grease and goodness, but it's fantastic. And then three, Unks. Big Unks, man. Big Unks. Big guy there. Um, But those are my top three. Franchises don't count because there's a Freddy's, a Culver's, a Shake Shack. You know, all that type of stuff is out there too. So uh, non-franchises, Johnny Ray's is fantastic. You got to get their mozzarella jalapeno cheese sticks. By the way, Sonic Thursday, 99 cent cheese sticks. I will be that guy that gets three orders. Like mozzarella sticks? Is that what you're eating? I go fat on mozzarella sticks. I don't care. Because I'm sure it's the four pack. So I'll go ahead and get me 12, eat six, and then probably end up throwing six away. Because once they're no longer fresh mozzarella cheese sticks, very quick life expectancy. Kind of like a mosquito. Don't they live for like 48 hours and then die? (sighs) From the 913, Dusty, I'm keeping my hopes up that the Bills get bumped off or even... A tie game will, I don't know what this is. Our text message comes in so crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. They just, basically just want the Chiefs to they have to win four straight games. Yeah. Unless the Bills lose. Do you believe in that theory that you should lose before the big turn starts? Like in college basketball, they always say you don't want to necessarily win the big, tw- the, the, the conference tournament because you want that one loss before the big tournament starts. I kind of agree to that. I'm kind of not upset the Chiefs lost to Cincinnati, knowing for a fact that you could afford a loss to Cincinnati, but also, like, I get it. I think it kind of depends on the team. Obviously, every team is different, but I think every single time you go to play your sport, you should try to win. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they weren't trying to win. I just think that losses can kind of give you that humbleization feeling of like, damn, maybe we're not that good or as good as we thought we would be. I'd much rather lose in the regular season than the postseason. No doubt. So we got to split them. And that's, that's what I do it. And that's what we kind of alluded to last night is that you, it, it's kind of like Mahomes has that one game every year. It just so happened that one game was last year in the AFC championship game. Cause I feel like that Rams game when it was uh, supposed to be in Mexico city, but it was in Los Angeles. That game was kind of one of those games where like Mahomes just was one of those. There's a lot of good, but there was a lot of bad. There was a lot of surprises. There was a lot of surprises. Miami, he threw three interceptions against them a few years back. Um, the Cincinnati game last year in the NC Championship game, and then this game. Um, Dan and KCK, Dusty Chiefs Niners, that'd be fine. Philadelphia, you get a Kelsey Kelsey Super Bowl. That's fine too. Do you think Cliff Kingsbury will be back uh, and sad about Kyler Murray? Man, I think it's over for Cliff. Honestly, if I'm gonna be real with you, I think it's done. I think they're gonna try to clean house, get rid of some stuff, which is kind of interesting because we can actually kind of have a topic about this. Because I don't know if I'd be mad. 
I don't think Cliff Kingsbury will do this because I don't think that he is necessarily this low on a totem pole of coaching. I think he, if anything, he would go back to college as a head coach. But let's say Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. I think it probably will happen. There's been notes within press conferences where Kyler Murray has said that wasn't the play call and we weren't really actually trying to do that or, and I'm, I'm misquoting, which is terrible to do in my job, but you get what I'm, I'm throwing, right? Like there's, they're not seeing eye to eye blaming people. You're not going to cut your franchise quarterback. You just paid an enormous amount of money to Cliff Kingsbury. I think I saw last night in his last 13 games at home, he is one in 12. That's a number that sticks out to GMs, especially where people are paying money in that home stadium, which is a terrible field. I think right now move the Super Bowl. Harrison Butker hurt. Kyler Murray hurt. You see me New England. You see how players got hurt last night. Ramondre Stevenson, Devontae Parker, Kyler Murray, James Conner was hurt for a half a minute. That field sucks. I think you take a like, second look at the uh, the field crew where right. your star quarterback goes down because of it. I think what you do is you take that artificial grass and put in real grass. Right? You live it. You're in Arizona. It's a little bit easier to take care of a field with that type of weather out there. I know it's hot, but hell, you can wheel that thing out, garden it, mow it, snip it up, make it look real nice, and people might not be blowing their knees out. Kyler Murray out for the season. But that would be a fun story. The MVP, MVP, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and then Kelsey versus Kelsey. That would also be great because you know Mama Kelsey would have that right down the middle jersey and there'd be like an eight and a two or a six and a seven, and that'd be fantastic. I'd be okay with that Super Bowl. But let's say Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. I don't have any sources to this, but I would assume that this is probably the last year of Eric Bieniemy on the sideline for the Kansas City Chiefs. Would you, 913-586-7610, be okay if Bieniemy went on to do different things Matt Nagy, who I think we all believe when that happens, will slide into the offensive coordinator position. And then what? Is Cliff Kingsbury too good or too high up? Which I think he is. I don't think he's too good, but I think he's too high up as a name to be a quarterback's coach. Now, it makes sense from a geographical and historical point where Patrick Mahomes became the quarterback he was under Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. We all know that story. You bring Cliff into Kansas City, and you kind of give him the same type of prep that Matt Nagy had, right? Like, at this point in their careers, was Matt Nagy a more higher-up guy than Cliff Kingsbury? Matt Nagy took the demotion, took the back seat, said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go sit back. I'm going to watch Andy Reid. I'm going to watch Patrick Mahomes, see where all these guys are at, because I only got to be there for his first year, and then I was out. Right? You remember that last game of the year? They played Denver, and Andy Reid was like, hey, Matt, just sit back. I'm going to see what Patrick and I can do in, in this game. And then Nagy went on to, Bear, to the Bears, got into the playoffs, won a coach of the year, and the rest is history. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury would take that same route, but I wouldn't be against it. Because to me, it's all about building chemistry within the coaching organization. Kafka, Reed, Mahomes, they had a really good thing going. Kafka been in the league as an offensive coordinator for one year under the Giants. 
He's already getting looked at as a head coach in other rare and other areas of teams. Because there'll be a lot of coaches fired this year. A lot of coaches will be fired this year. I would say the over-under is five and a half, and I would take the over. I've already mentioned one. We've already had two fired, right? Frank Reich, Matt Rule, they've both been cut. I'm pretty sure Brandon Staley's getting fired. We're pretty sure Nathaniel Hackett's getting fired, right? So, I mean, the writing is on the wall. The biggest thing that fears me is that the, San- the Los Angeles Chargers go hire Sean Payton, and then he takes Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator, and they turn uh, Justin Herbert into what Joe Burrow is currently. That does scare the living hell out of me. 913-586-7610, would you be upset if Cliff Kingsbury was the quarterback's coach? or the assistant offensive coordinator like Matt Nagy is right now. Matt Nagy, your offensive coordinator, Andy Reid, your head coach, and build your team from there. Big T, go ahead and finish up this segment. Go ahead, but you're on the phone, man. Hey, hey thanks for taking my call, uh, uh, Dust, man. Of so heard, I heard you. I want to answer your question. You, you're saying something about a Super Bowl matchup, either Frisco or Philly. Man, there's storylines on both sides, but Big Red uh, beat this old team that he used to coach. The Kelsey thing, the two MVPs going at it, and then we beat them. You know, that would just be so cool. I, I, I would love to see that matchup. Uh, also, you had the show on, and he was talking about, um, you know, Houston's team and everything. And I agree. It was their Super Bowl. Um, and, and you were talking – remember I called last night. We were talking about McCole Hardman and, and, and Tony. And you hit – I mean, that – people don't realize – and that gives the defenses another look of trouble. When you got those specialty guys like that, those jet sweeps, those little screens, uh, little crosses across the middle, you know, the the the, the flips, uh, the end of rounds, those are tough to defend because speed kills. And we've seen a little, just a little glimpse of Tony and McCole Harmon, but I just really think these last, the Chiefs are going to put it in gear. I think, you know, the, the, their opponents are like, you know, 16, 29, and 1 or something like that with the inning record. And then, you know, I know Philly – that's that Dallas game. And I think Dallas, you know, you were, I heard you talking about them. You're not on that Dallas bandway at all. But, Dust, man, I'm telling you, that defense is tough. I know Dak Prescott is, is inconsistent. But I wouldn't count Dallas out. But I think they're going to put it to Philly on Christmas Eve. And I heard you talking about a little bet. I did a little bet yesterday, Dust, man. I won some nice money. I had uh, Connor anytime TD for Arizona. There you go. I took the I took the under on that game, and I bet the Grizzlies minus eight over Atlanta, and they curb stomped them by like thirty. Heck yeah, so that was a nice, that was a nice little bet. But then I heard them. What about the uh, uh, the Chargers with Miami? They Miami brought that heater to to, to L.A. Did you hear about this? It was like fifty thousand. But there's a dome. They brought their heater. I got some news for Miami, and I want Miami to beat Buffalo, but it ain't gonna happen. I got it at six and a half. I think Miami's gonna crush. I think Buffalo's gonna crush Miami. They got to go to Orchard Park. It's cold as hell. I think they're 0-8, and I know that's a short sample size, everybody. But jump on that bandwagon, and as always, let's go Chiefs. Kick some kick some Houston ass. Choo-choo! Choo-choo-choo! Appreciate the phone call, Big T. I just don't trust Dak when it comes to Dallas. The under had to have you scared. Because I think the final score of that game was, what, 27 to 13? So that made it 40. The over-under, I believe, was like 44 and a half. BT, I know you were sweating. Because I told Nick Price last night on the Red Reaction Show, I said, I almost. Because I knew that game was going to suck. I knew there wasn't a whole lot into that game. And I thought to myself, maybe there's a chance. Just bet the under. 
and then we we saw the Kyler Murray thing. So then it was Colt McCoy versus uh, Mac Jones, and you got to think there. There's no way anybody scores more than thirty in that game. Of course, neither one did. Um, from the nine one three, from the eight one six, I'm not stressed. We, the Chiefs, went on the road and won the Super Bowl without the one seed. Yes, it helps, but if any team can do it, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Adversity seems to be Kansas City's best friend. At least that's what the past would show. Coming up, I think that there is a chance we could see MVP versus MVP, plus Big T kind of alluded to it. Andy Reid and the former team, it would be sweet, um, but would it be sweeter to beat the same team you've already beat once in the biggest game in the entire world? You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on After Hours, Dusty Likens with you. Grant Nicholson here as well. From the 913, Dusty, depending on who gets the 3-7 to seven seeds, being the 2 seed might be the best seeding spot for Kansas City this year. I look at the current playoff picture in the AFC, and I think the two seed actually has the inside track to the Super Bowl, honestly. Okay. Reed facing his former team and possibly winning another title, beating them. Oh, the irony. Trust me, I'm into that too. That'd be great. Because if you go back and look at Andy Reed's records, Season-wise, with the Philadelphia Eagles, there weren't really many losing seasons for Andy Reid as the coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. And it goes back to 1999 when he took over as the head coach. Not a good year there, but that was where that was where a uh, nice three there by Giannis. That helps. Let's get Steph Curry back in the game, but probably not. Um, five and 11 in his first year as a head coach. Transitioning year, trying to get the team over, trying to figure things out. Then he goes from five and 11 to 11 and five, 11 and five, 12 and four, 12 and four, 13 and three. Then he has a hiccup year where he goes six and 10 and 05. Gets back on track, goes 10 and 6, 8 and 8, 9 and 6, goes 11 and 5, 10 and 6, 8 and 8, 4 and 12 is the final straw in Philadelphia for one Andy Reid. So it's one of those things where it may not have ended on good terms in Philadelphia. And. Obviously, comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. He only has one year where he doesn't win at least 10 games. That's in 2014, the only year in which he missed the playoffs. He went 9-7 and seven. since then. 11-12, 10-12, 12-14-12, and he's already at 10 this year. And he's probably going to get to at least 12, at least 14. Which means in his last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 years as a Kansas City Chiefs head coach, he will win at least 12 games. Sickening. So I do think if we continue to talk about that. I do think the best thing scenario wise, that there are so many storylines filling out for the chiefs to play the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, again, let's pump the brakes a tad here because we've got to think that the Kansas city chiefs 
are going to fight for the one seed. And I know there's a lot of people out there that think, at least the texter says, the two seed might not be the worst option. I think if we look at it at a standpoint right now, Buffalo's the one seed, Chiefs are the two seed. I know the Ravens are the three. I'm going to assume that Cincinnati is going to take over that spot. I think Baltimore is going to have some issues the rest of the year without their star MVP quarterback in Lamar Jackson. And you can have whatever opinion you can have on him about where he's at right now in his career. But again, Baltimore is, no doubt about it, better with him as their quarterback than without him as their quarterback. And I think Cincinnati can, can surpass them. I know Cincinnati has to play Buffalo the last game of the year. That game could be electric. And I think that if it's Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Tennessee, one through four, we still need a five, six, and seven. I think your wild card teams, as of right now, I think New England is the seven seed. I think Miami is the fifth is the sixth seed, and Cincinnati is your fifth seed. I think Baltimore and Cincinnati will flip that. And then your seventh seed is is between whoever that last-ditch effort gets in, right? So it'd be like the Jets, New England, the Chargers, and a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to play the Chargers in the playoffs. Well, why not? Yes, every game is dangerously close. That is a big-time rivalry for the Chiefs, and it is Herbert versus Mahomes. It's an arrowhead. It's the playoffs, something that Justin Herbert has never sniffed. The closest thing Justin Herbert has to Patrick Mahomes is maybe an over the 500 record. Still searching for one of those. And I think it's fine to assume that you would think that the one seed would then have to play a tough matchup, right? Against what could possibly be a five seed like Miami beating a four seed in Tennessee and then having to go play at Buffalo. Here we go again. So I think that there are interesting ways to look at where you could see everything fill out. But again, looking at, isn't it crazy? Giannis is going to finish the game with 30 points and 12 rebounds and he needs 30 and a half Vegas. Steph Curry needed 25 and a half. He's going to finish with 20, but your Giannis boost hit, so whatever. Um, but yeah, Justin Herbert, career record 22 and 23. He's thrown for 3,700 yards this year. I just want to look at his numbers 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I think he's good. I think he's a top five quarterback. But again, I think when you look at the storylines of what could possibly be Kansas City versus Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, I think that's what makes for the most entertaining and most fun situation for an NFL Super Bowl. Andy Reid facing Philadelphia will be the number one story. The number two story NFL-wise when it comes to Philadelphia versus Kansas City would then be Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. One was the MVP, one was the MVP runner-up. The third story would probably be Kelsey v. Kelsey and where that New Heights podcast could go next. And then I think after that, it would be anything that developed throughout the rest of the season. But it's interesting to know that there are people out there that still think at this point in the season, 
Kansas City is the favorite on the AFC side. And I think they should be. And I think this week against Houston should be one of those games in which more people will start to kind of jump back on the side of Kansas City. More people will then get back into the groove of, oh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs might be the team that we should start talking about a little bit more seriously. Because obviously you play that game against Denver, and and I will say that there are times where the divisional approach or the divisional matchup kind of gets swept under the rug. It's always different against your division. It's always a, a more serious, higher type of octane feel of a game. And Denver did exactly that. I think this last Sunday was Denver's last ditch effort and their Super Bowl to prove that everything was, yes, terrible this season, but hey, at least we played the Chiefs tight. And they did. They played great, partially because that defense got torched by Jerry Judy, who, by the way, will not be suspended for his outburst on the field. They said he might get fined, but he won't get suspended, which could you imagine if Chris Jones did that? And I think the greatest part about what is the Kansas City Chiefs in this Houston matchup is that that stale feeling, that that feeling of where you've seen the offense kind of be lackluster because I think everybody knows, hey, 87 is going to get looks, 9 is going to get looks, take those away, let him check down, and we'll just get beat that way. We're not going to get beat with the big surprising plays by Mahomes, even though Denver did get a couple of those against Patrick Mahomes. But I think this week against Houston, you have a very good opportunity to play the big bad dude. Bring back Kadarius Tony. Get McCole Hardman back in the swing of things. When McCole Hardman's on, Tony's off. When Tony's on, McCole Hardman's off. Let him get the feel for the game. Let that dynamic aspect of an athlete be on the field and let teams be literally scared. And when you get that big lead against Houston, which you probably should, Because Ron, the show, Hughley, who was on the show earlier from Houston and Sports Radio 610 in Houston, who covers the Texans, home of the Texans. And what he said is it's a terrible team against the run, and it's a terrible team against the pass. Jay Binkley tweeted at the 32nd ranked run defense, giving up 168.5 a game. This, to me, gives you the perfect recipe of a game to kind of really polish that Super Bowl starting run. And what I mean by that is get up big and close out the damn game. Get into that second-tier offensive playbook where you can just kind of say, okay, we're going to run the ball with Pacheco. We're going to try to see if we can close out a game and just really suck this clock completely out of an existence. Oh, there's 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter and the Chiefs are up 38 to 10? Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take this clock from 12 minutes to five minutes and we're going to score the rushing touchdown and go up 44 to 10 to where we were purely the dominant team We have exactly what we need, and maybe Andy Reid and company have figured out how to close out a game. And if that is for sure the case, and the timing is right, then you will see the narrative once again change. Patrick Mahomes will still try to control his way through the MVP. And then it's sit back and watch Buffalo and Miami and see who does what. And do the Chiefs leapfrog once again? Because I get it. Text line says maybe the two seed isn't the worst case scenario, but to me, there's no better scenario than having a first round bye and having no doubt, no shadow of a doubt that you have home field advantage all the way until you have to go to Glendale, Arizona. I get it. 
You can be the second seed and still get to the Super Bowl. Been done. This team in this town did it. But again, I'd rather not have any questions. Because like the MVP that is no longer in Patrick Mahomes' control, the one seed is not in the Chiefs' control. But once you get things back into your own control, then it gets a little bit sweeter. We'll wrap this show up, get on the road, and finish After Hours. We come back here on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. What does it mean on DraftKings when it says cash out suspended? Does that mean they're in the process of, of confirming it? Yeah, I think they just have to go through all the red tape, right? Is it for the uh, the bonus? Yeah. It's probably because they're having to process all the bets. Okay. It's probably just a volume thing. I want my damn 40 bucks. It's all right. A little $10 profit tonight. I'll take that. Ain't nothing wrong about it. 913, damn straight, Dusty on the one seed. I just, I like having comfortability, right? If I play poker, what hand do you want? You want ace-king suitor? Do you want pocket rockets? You want you want pocket rockets? You can say all you want inside your head. Well, I mean, I always tend to hit with ace-king suited. That's fine. You have a dominating lead at the beginning of the hand when you have two aces. Home field advantage, number one seed is ace of spades, ace of hearts, pocket rockets. How you doing? Chiefs looking to continue that as we look into, obviously we'll get into this a little bit more on Sunday, on Friday, on Friday's show, Friday night, but the NFL week this week, it just, everything seems to get a little bit, I guess a little bit more on edge. Ravens at Cleveland, Cleveland, two and a half point favorites. You've got to think that if Baltimore loses that game, they're done. Their chances of winning the number one seed gone. Buffalo, Miami, 7-15, Sunday night football. Nobody anywhere is going anywhere different than that game, Miami at Buffalo. We know that's going to be cold. We know it's going to get a little bit rowdy in that game. We'll see how Miami handles the cold. As Big T said, he heard they brought in uh, heaters. For that game and and uh and whatever, I don't know, for this game in Buffalo. Buffalo, Miami, Buffalo a seven and a half point favorite. Chiefs play Houston. Chiefs are 14 point favorites. Cincinnati plays at Tampa Bay. Text line chimes in. Bengals are the best shot at Chiefs jumping the jumping the Bills. Don't sleep on Miami, right? Because Miami doesn't want to play out of the playoffs. Miami losing three in a row down the stretch is a little nervous for them. Now, there's a possibility it could happen, right? There's a possibility that Miami could lose against Buffalo. I think a lot of people will probably be on Buffalo this week when it comes to betting. Um, but, I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't want to be cliche when it comes to any given Sunday, but... We talked a couple weeks ago about how we'd like to see what would happen if Miami came to Kansas City in the cold. I know Tyreek wouldn't have any effect. It wouldn't bother him. 
But Tua, Waddle, that team, Kansas City, temperatures get frigid. Seems a little bit, you know, like it could be tough. But again, the big games this week. Buffalo, Miami on Sunday Night Football. Baltimore at Cleveland. Kansas City, Houston. When it comes to the one seed, at least. So there's a lot that plays into that. 913, can the Dolphins beat Bills in Buffalo? If you want me to answer that question, the answer is yes. I think they can beat Buffalo. Will they beat Buffalo? Probably not. Saturday night, I'm sorry, a Saturday night on NFL Network is Buffalo. There's three games this week on Saturday. Saturday night, 715, Buffalo, Miami. Man, I'm going to be cross-eyed for that. Pub crawl and Lee Summit. Oof. I am screwed. Bills play at Bengals January 2nd. Go Bengals. Best bet at leapfrogging the Bills for the number one seed. Great show as always, Dusty. Thank you. Great people. Great fans of the show. I appreciate it. Congratulations to all of you that did the Giannis boost tonight. He he connected on that. 30 and 12. About time one of those boosts hit because what was the other one is, uh, was it uh, the Justin Herbert one that got so many people duped? The Herbert passing touchdown. He had one passing touchdown. And he had at least one in what, like 16 straight games or something absurd? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more than that. I know Carrington did it on Carrington's way out tonight. He was like, Dusty, are you doing the Giannis boost? And I was just like, absolutely. And Rob was like, I did the same thing. I use that boost to bet parlays this weekend on the NFL. I know there's some people out there that don't do parlays. That's fine. You can do your money lines. Bengals hosting Bills January 2nd. Yeah, I'm all for it. I think that's a, was that a Monday night game? Christmas Eve is on Saturday, which means Christmas on Sunday. New Year's Eve is on Saturday, which means New Year's Day is on Sunday, which means, yes, January 2nd would be Bills, Bengals. Hey, by then, the Chiefs might even have the, uh, you know, Chiefs might have the number one spot. Won't even have to play Vegas. Wouldn't even matter. Who knows, though? Go Miami. Go Cleveland. And go Chiefs. And then the rest is history. To everyone that joined the show tonight, Ron Hughley, Big T, to the Texters, fantastic time. Always love it. Tomorrow, Arrowhead Pride Radio is at 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock, after hours 7 to 9. And then I'm out until Friday. I'm Dusty Likens. Everybody have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your time. Go do something nice for somebody in this mad, crucial, mad, ugly, disgusting world. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.